boy, look at our tetter squad We just got on a pitch and we set it off I used to just wanna get top four But we're up now and I want a lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big but we call them bluffing We can call no more discussion This season's all or nothing Bukayo, that's our boy I told you that Saka's a star boy Good evening to all the UK listeners, watchers, and that. My name's Paul from the Cannon Club. We have just witnessed Arsenal's first loss of the season, unfortunately, at the hands of daylight robbery. I say it again, daylight robbery. As usual, I am joined by my boy, my friend, Mex. How are you doing? How, how are you feeling, bro? Like, real emotions, because me, I'm... I don't even know what to tell you how I'm feeling, but I ain't got the words. I ain't got the vernacular. I mean, obviously, there's there has been an injustice in the match, but you know the injustice is um it's a matter of it's a moment, it's a, a minute, less than a minute within the match. Um, d- d- we didn't necessarily play too well. It was always going to be this kind of sticky kind of game like this. Um, so yeah, that that hasn't helped. And then our favorite topic at the minute, the goalkeeping situation. It's not it's not a good feeling. It's just not a good feeling. And with this, you know, midweek's match, our three-one loss to um, mm, West Ham. It, it could have all been forgiven with a win today, with a positive mm-hmm. result. I don't know, would have given a damn. But now. I don't want to say the alarm bells are ringing, but, you know, since the beginning of the season, we've been talking about performances, really. Um, and, yeah, now we are... We're here. I, I don't know. You know what? Like, I'm, I've been focusing on the incident which led to their goal, um, mostly because that's the more most infuriating thing. But, to be honest, there's many aspects to kind of investigate and to look at. And within ourselves, we weren't we weren't great as a team in terms of our own general play. Um, the only players I believe who can kind of lift their head up high is probably, again, Declan Rice in the back four, in my opinion. Um, not including Raya. Yeah, the back four in terms of the defenders. Um, I don't even know where to start. I was kind of going over my head how to kind of blow with this um, review of the game, but I guess we might as well just go to the incident at, at question. Um, what was your take in terms of the the goal that uh, Anthony Gordon scored which, scored, scored, which was ultimately the match winner? Yeah, to be honest, there isn't much else to talk about. Like, it, it was obviously it was nil-nil for, what, 60, 70-odd minutes. Like, mm. there isn't really much to say. Back and forth kind of game, jostling for position, trying to, you know, get one on top of the, the opponent. Um Willock has come off the bench and killed us. Mm. Um, a lot of energy, high energy player. <laughs> I don't want to say my feelings about Willock. <laughs> no, he's free. No, the world knows I've always said we should have kept Joe Willock. Now, mm. 25 million, whatever it was, to Newcastle was very good. Uh, obviously, he had a great loans. Was it the loan spell before he got signed um, yeah. full on? Yeah, permanently. Like, I, I just didn't. Like, th- this is the kind of player we're here looking for number eights, buying guys for 65 million. We, we've we had one, mm. and as far as I'm concerned, without maybe the more refinedness, and he, he can still do with more refining, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course, yeah. This should have been someone we held on to, mm. besides the matter. He's come off the bench, he's you know, this ball was it in, was it wasn't it? It wasn't in. Mm-hmm. Angles have shown that I don't know what they need to see. That I guess they say the whole ball has to be out. Yeah, but enough, yeah. enough of like I don't understand. I don't see from the angle that was available, mm. nothing was like legitimately nothing. Nothing of the ball was touching the line. Yeah. So at least from that angle, if that's the angle you're using to judge it by, the ball is out. Mm-hmm. If that's the only angle you have to play with that ball is not touching any part of the line and the ball is out of play. But but you've you've played on, right? Now, granted, Willock has done what he needs to do. That, Mm. like, he has to continue, whether he knew it was out or not at the time, he has ran his ass off, he's caught that ball, caught it, and, you know, (laughs) put it back into the area, and that is what he's supposed to do. So, Mm. 
two million percent kudos to him in it. Yeah. Then I I don't know where I sit with this. Um, ultimately, the ball comes in. Joe Linton's hands are on Gabriel's back. I was listening to listening to Gary Neville on commentary. He was saying Gabriel has ducked down to flick the ball like beyond Joe Linton, mm. and Joe Linton's hands have come out. So it's not like he wasn't pushed. But ultimately, at the same time, that his two hands on the back would have impeded him from doing the flicking action. Just... So even even still, it's it's a foul. Like I, I can hear Neville's argument to a degree, but even still, he's been impeded on. Then he's not maybe not pushed, but he's been impeded on. So it's a foul. The balls come back across the goal. Uh, sorry, even before the ball reached John Linton mm. and Gabriel. Oh, brother. Yeah, this flappy-handed keeper. Because all he's been doing is flapping at stuff since he's got here. The guy that they said comes in and collects crosses and collects balls and he's great mm. in the air and this, that, and the other. I've seen the stats too, but he ain't showing it. And it's it's these these are the errors that are, are happening. And then next week, I will start in the starting lineup again. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get into the depths of the conversation, but Ramsdale has to ask to leave. I'm sorry, like. Really and truly, especially if he, he plans on playing for England this summer, Ramsdale has to ask to leave because you can't tell me this is based on merit. You can't tell me good performances will keep you in the side. Everyone else up the further up the pitch is getting moved out and swapped out if they're not playing well enough. Mm. You wanted to come and buy two number ones, so swapping them out should be easy. Mm. Like it's it doesn't make sense. Raya's Raya has probably cost us there. He gets a hand yeah. on it. It doesn't go, you know, to Joe Linton. Yeah. Or if he just stays in his goal position, you know, it might have fallen to him better or whatever. You could have caught it or whatever. He's let Joe Linton come in. Did miss the ball back across the goal. Gordon practically has a tap in. And they've checked the offence of the ball leaving that going out. They've checked um, Joe Linton's hands on Gabriel. Um, they checked for an offside as well. And they yeah. deemed none of these things you know, uh, a mishap or a foul, foul play. And they've given the goal and we've lost 1-0. I just, I like working, even just like taking what you've said and just working backwards from it. I'm sorry, but Raya, I just, I can't right now. Brother, give Carl Hein a going goal right now because it might sound dramatic, but on at least three occasions, this guy got caught under the cross and I'm not understanding why. The first time, I think Saliba happily, like, I think not happily, I'm saying, um, luckily cleared up because Callum Wilson would have had like a header to, and it would have been 1 0. Trippy is running to the byline. You know, you have to think about percentages. He's going to dink it because if he fires it across, he's got no angle. Like three times, and you're missing the flight of the ball so much so that you've committed one way and now you're having to backpedal or you're flapping at the ball. I've been just been having arguments in the different group chats about this whole goal. That, yes, Raya's 100% at fault for that. If he catches the flat of the ball, he can even pluck that out of the air or at least get a fist, a hand to it, and that chance is gone. Secondly, Gabriel does make a mistake. He does try to stoop. If he just tries to, you know, just say, let me just head it in any direction I can and not stoop, again, we're probably not here. But regardless of him making a mistake, Jolinton's got two hands on his back, impeding him from doing what he's trying to do. 100%. That's a foul. Because if that's anywhere else on the pitch and it's not leading to a goal, whoever, was it Atkinson today? I don't know who it was. I think it was him. They're calling that a foul, 100%. And then the ball being out. You can't tell me that the absence of evidence is then evidence. You can't say because we can't give the evidence... I'm sorry. It's not with something like this. Not when it comes to... I know people say, like, uh, you always give the advantage to the attacker. I hear it to an extent. But, bro, like, you can't... Like, this one is just like, you know what? It looks like it's out, so we have to treat it like it's out. This weren't no... If they didn't see any gap, if we didn't see any gap between the ball and the line, even from the distance we were at, I would have said, you know what? You kind of got to give that to the attacker. It might have yeah. gone out, but but there was, a, there was daylight. You can see from how far we were back. I just, I can't, I just can't. And then we think about, you know, all the incidences that happen in the pitch, how Bruno Grimaris is still on the pitch after doing up UFC on Jorginho's head. And it was hearing that, oh, it was um, dangerous play. Like, oh, if it was an elbow rather than a forearm. So are we allowed to be 
using our forearms to not like they went up for a header. He's run past him and used his forearm on the back of his head. That's a red card offence. Inconsistent, man. And that's just the whole problem. I mean, we're going to talk about the game. Don't worry, guys. But it's just frustrating when these are the things, when you can't build consistency with the refereeing decision. Because ultimately, even the discussions I've had in group chats, people have said, next week, you know, you go somewhere else, you go to Man City or any other game might be flipping Wolves versus Brentford. And then, I don't know, and Buemo's got, uh, tries to do that against flipping, um, who plays for Wolves? I don't even care, Kilman or something like that. And it gets called as a foul. There's no consistency. But it's always when you go up north, when you go to the Newcastles, the Liverpools, the Man Uniteds, they just, the refs just lose their heads up there. And, you know, and lastly, Gordon's offside. I think they said that they couldn't tell when the ball comes off Gordon. I mean, when it comes off Jolington. But at that point, he's in front of Raya and Gabriel's the only player in front. You need two defenders, if I'm not mistaken. And he's offside. And again, all this absence, absence, absence. Okay, we just give the goal. I just, I can't believe it. But, bro... Earlier this week, we lost to West Ham 3-1. And Saka, Saka, Arteta rotated eight players. And some people, you know, not too missed, not too pissed off about going out of the Carabao Cup. It's the fourth choice trophy. Our season will not hinder on whether we win the Carabao Cup or not. Um, that's for sure. But we're coming to the point now we're in Arteta's fourth season. We've won an FA Cup outside of when we were actually playing good. And that's it. You know, you can count the community shields as well if you want to. But Arteta needs to start adding some trophies to kind of consolidate this period of excellence, if we want to call it that. And mm. to do the rotations he did midweek and now to come to Newcastle with players like Saka, who again looks very much off the boil, Martinelli, looking very much like, I don't know, he couldn't beat a man today. Um, or who else? Um, resting uh, Saliba, was it? Resting Tommy, you know, all this stuff, only to come and give this performance where we just looked again flat in the midfield outside of Declan Rice and up front just absolutely missing. Like, I don't even know. I'm not putting Arteta in. This is not Arteta out. It's not. But... There's some questions about maybe squad management, maybe even about the quality of certain players, because once again, we've got Fabio Vieira doing foul throws. And I just don't know if Arteta's out here, if he's, if there's like some, we're seeing some more weaknesses or some more things that he needs to kind of grow in or kind of like, you know, because it's good to see rotations. But if we had one today, then we could have been justified, but we didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Any any thoughts on on squad management of Arteta in the last I mean, uh, week? You or mentioned so? Arteta, and I was I was genuinely thinking this during the week because I didn't expect to be dumped out of the Carabao Cup, especially not in the fashion we did. Mm. Um, you know, just little to no fight at all. And I I was saying this Arteta, he needs to be careful because if no trophy this season no trophy next season, he's gone. Mm. I, I I would be shocked if he stayed. And if he stayed, it's based on goodwill, ex-Arsenal player, this, that, and the other young manager, some other kind of nonsense. Mm. If Arteta has wins no trophy this year, no trophies next year, he should lose his job. I hate to say it, but ultimately, for the especially for the money spent, if this was, you know, Arsenal Wenger days, we weren't spending a lot, mm. 10 signing here 12 million signing here from some obscure club in france then fair enough but money has been spent and more so than anything any signing he's gonna have to die on this sword that is have at 65 million because as much as we have been a certain amount of patient with him um whatever you thought he could come in and do, especially in midfield, haven't necessarily seen it. What I will say today on Havertz though, he put mm. himself about. He worked yeah. hard. I, yeah. I think I think today Havertz saw that, you know, 
we don't know obviously what's going on with Odegaard. He's he wasn't in the squad full stop. And Havertz probably thought, well, if I can show myself, I think with how this guy is managing his team, there's a potential I could keep out the captain. Mm. Obviously, I'm going to have to be playing out of my socks to do so. But I think something like that must have went through Havertz's head. And I can't lie, he did put in a level of performance we haven't seen before. It's not what we want from him. He's an attacking player. Again, like he's diving into tackles and putting himself about and stuff like that. I would say that's like I always say, bare minimum stuff. If you're not having a good game, that's the bare minimum. And he mm. he wasn't, you know, shy today. I'll put it that way. So I'll give him kudos mm. for that. But this this is the sword that Arteta is going to die on. Um, you know, unless he can pivot and Havertz becomes a, a centre-forward for Arsenal and starts hitting, banging some goals. Um, I know we were probably a bit light in midfield today. I I still would have tied Havertz up top. I don't care if Nketiah scored a hat-trick. Mm. Like, this is definitely Havertz up top type match. Um Jorginho in the middle. Unless you can, I can't necessarily pull out anything he did today wrong. Mm. However, for a match like today, I would have went on any. Like, ultimately, that's legs in the midfield against a very mm. energetic team as well. Um, because I can't say Jorginho done anything that, you know, Elneny couldn't have done <clears throat> with more energy. Yeah. And I know we're really going into the depths of the squad when we're talking about Elneny, but at least there's that's one segment, one factor he has over Jorginho is the, the energy and what he can bring to the team. I don't even want to say like the team was lackadaisical or anything like that. It, it was just in the, there's nothing in an attacking sense was brought to the party today. No. Everyone, they're attacking boots at home. Um, defensively, until the mishap, we were relatively solid. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I think that's the frustrating thing. If I was part of the defence today, I would be quite frustrated because Callum Wilson didn't have a, sh- a, a sniff. You know, none of them really had a sniff. I think that was maybe their first shot on goal. Um, that chance or whatever that was. I thought the defence was really good today. Saliba, Gabriel, um, Tommy, White, they did their jobs. Uh, made it very difficult for them to create chances. I didn't think that Newcastle were very good. Um, similar to <clears throat> what you mentioned about Jorginho, I would have put Elneny. I'm sorry, like I understand maybe at home, maybe for more control and maybe away from home, it's more important to try and gain control. But I felt like we got bypassed so easily in midfield today, especially with Rice playing on the right eight, I think today he was. So um, he's not in a key position to kind of be tracking back, although he did try from time to time. Um, And this 65 million Havertz, again, I, I wrote it online after the game. I said, as much as I didn't think he was amazing, I think this was his one of his best better games at at, at left eight. Mm-hmm. I thought he put himself about. There was a couple good um, drives forward that he did on numerous occasions. Um, a couple good passes. Again, just the lack of um, quality in the final third. I think even towards the end of the game, if he just plops the ball over the top to Trossard, he's in. And again, just those little moments. But in terms of actually putting himself about, I saw at least there was someone, there's there's a fighter in there. Yeah. But to say that, you know, 15, 16 games in, including like competitions and stuff, it's not, it's not good enough. You don't spend 65 million on that. And where I'm going next is, I'm going to say a couple of names next. Madison, Kudus, Doku. Fam, these are all players that have been brought in in the last uh, 12 months, six months or so. And they all cost cheaper than Kai Havertz. We've got um, Ivan Tony. We've heard that there's like a hundred million uh, price tag. Obviously, he's not worth a hundred million. But if you had that sixty million still in the wings and you make a couple of sales, there's your money. He may, he probably might be worth it. But in this market, it's not really even about that, bro. We've missed. We spent wrong with this guy, and. What I'm now worrying about is you've got Declan Rice in a player who's 100 plus five, 
And he left West Ham. He left the likes of Suchek, Paqueta, even incoming Ward-Prowse to come and play with better players. And for the large part, when they're fit, that's the case. But with all the form and the injuries, Declan Rice is currently our best midfielder. This is not what he came to do. Bro, in January, we need to make signings. Up top and in the middle. What do you think? Because I I'm, just... Ah. You're right. We're very right with that. I don't think Declan Rice came to Arsenal to be Arsenal's best midfielder. No. He, he came to raise his level, of course. He came to play with world-class midfielders. Um, and yes, compete and maybe become one of the best midfielders at the club and in, mm. the, in Europe or whatever, in England. Did he come to be the best... Like he, he could have moved to a lot of teams if he wanted to be the best. And you know, it's it's like you I just I just feel like we're we're embarrassing ourselves a bit here. Yeah. 100%. With, with Declan Rice from West Ham, who's walked into our squad, and yeah, he, he should he there should be a, a level of you know, you hear the stories, and there may still be these stories one day if Declan speaks of, oh, you know, I, I watched this guy in training and he was insane mm -hmm. and oh, this guy was amazing <laughs> and this and the other. Mm. Like a level of starstruck. Yeah. But it strikes me as if he's not he's not starstruck. Like, nah. like, is he seeing anything that gives him, you know, promise sort of thing? Because, okay, he signed, what, a five-year deal? Mm. Um, he can easily sit around at Arsenal for the next two to three years. Well, as soon as we're at that three-year mark, it's time to start making decisions. Mm. He can start, you know, forcing a move or I'm not signing a new contract. And then what? He, he, you know, he has plenty of time. Even if he does leave the club at, what, 29, 30 years old. Mm. The kind of player he is, barring any major injuries between now and then, he will still go on to be a bloody world beater. Mm. So we have to bring in the necessary talents. Um, recruitment has to be correct. Yeah. Oldergaard, as we've said, has to step up. Partey cannot be depended on and needs to be sold. Yeah. Um, if, if Rice is going to be the left eight, then cool. We need to go buy a new DM or whatever the case is. There's, there's a lot that needs to take place to get to not embarrass ourselves when we're trying to make big signings, yeah. like especially from lower clubs. If we're, if we're signing, you know, someone from Man City, then it's definitely a case of, yeah, they may come in and become, you know, Arsenal's best player because they're coming from such a big team. But for you to come from West Ham and be Arsenal's best player, mm, so you men are embarrassing yourselves. Like this, this shouldn't necessarily be the case. But yeah, I agree with the sentiment. We have to go and sign um, a striker. If not, if we're not signing a striker, because that is that is the get out of jail card. Mm. Havertz plays up front. Yeah. And I have a degree of confidence that we will see better. We have been seeing better. Every time he's been asked to play up front, we've seen better. Maybe usually it's just like the back end of games, last 20 minutes or whatever the case is. Um I think he should get a run as the striker um, instead of in Ketia, at least not when Gabriel Jesus is about, but yeah. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, maybe we then that, that's kind of ticked off the striker box for now, because I can't lie to you as much as I would want Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony in a hundred mil. Like yeah. that, mm. that would be, that would be egregious if we went and bought him for anything like that mm. kind of money. And then Arteta should really be called into question it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think we would do that. So it leaves us with actually going to buy um, an eight, if, if that's what we're after. Or are we going to go and buy a six that's going to mm. play with Rice and Odegaard in the midfield? One or the other. But I think that's probably the immediate signing. Repurpose Havertz as the striker. Um, second choice, third choice, or whatever. Give that a go because we we can't. We there is no way we we can't. I know you, no one wants to hear that, but we can't sell habits. <laughs> let's let's just be real. Let's be very yeah. real. So 
else. We cannot sell Havertz unless we want to enter the cycle that like we did with Pepe and just be mm. loaning him out, loaning him out, loaning him out. You know, which means he's he's failed anyway. Yeah. Like we can't we can't sell him, so we have to try and use him at least to the end of the season, at least. But then <sighs> in the meantime, we go and get someone that can play in midfield to you know let Rice do what he came here to do. Let Oldergaard play his best football. Not mm-hmm. these makeshift options, and then these men are having to adjust their game to to work with someone that's not comfortable in there. Like, yeah, let's do right by those players as well, sort of thing. Um, no. But yeah, I, it's not like it's not what I wanted to see necessarily. I didn't want to see him at the club, but here we are. Havertz has to be. <laughs> re- <laughs> I didn't, but you know we're here, isn't it? Like Havertz has to be repurposed oh. right at this point. Um, but I, again, I'm not taking away from. I don't think he did anything incorrect today. I, th- I thought he was all right today. Mm. Um, but yeah, at the same time, we don't spend 65 million for someone to just be all right. Yeah, no, I mean, you made a lot of really good points, and I think you're thinking very pragmatically about how to use this 65 million player. I mean, you know, like you said, no one wants to hear that. Oh, this is how we spent 65 million because if we wanted a striker for 65 million. I think we could have gone and got Tony for 65 million and maybe maybe a tad too expensive. But again, in this market, you know, we move. But yeah, like you said, he's, we're not going to sell him. We can't. No one's going to touch him. Um, not for the money that we paid or even anywhere close to that at this moment. The guy has one goal in definitely over 10 appearances and that's it. No assists. I don't even know about key moments. So right now I'm... I'm at a bit of a loss. Um, but as we kind of venture further up the field, I just, I'm going to sound a bit like an idiot because we kind of waxed lyrical about Eddie last week in terms of what he can do. But you know what? I'm going to go back to something you said and it's, what do we expect from, what do we expect from Eddie? What do we, what are we expecting from him? Because I think because we want to see us win, our expectations of the player goes up. And what Eddie is very good at is kind of like reminding you that there is some quality in there. But again, what he's very good at is reminding you as well that I have limitations. And today he was a non-entity just like he was against West Ham. In the, the clips I saw of that game and today, I if you told me he wasn't playing, I would have believed you. Because I did not see this guy do anything of substance. The ball didn't stick. He didn't hold it up great. No turning out and driving or anything. Absolutely nothing. And it just makes me think again, the game management, you know, as for as much as, you know, Havertz hasn't been great, he had to start up top with Jesus being out. And then maybe bring Eddie off the bench to cause some palaver if we're in that state. But it just wasn't good enough today. And he goes another game without scoring away or even being a part of the game. And I just don't know, you know, again, with the decision-making, I know Eddie is a very hard worker and I love his spirit. I love what he can do for us at times, but he's a bit part player at time. And again, we're seeing that when he gets that run of games, he hits, he misses, but overall, his overall performance is just not good enough. Um, what did you make of Eddie today? You've said it. It's just a lot of hard work putting himself about, but it's it's he's not a stick him away from home on a especially these fixtures that turn out to be like evening fixtures, Monday yeah. night football, when it's always just gritty and these fans yeah. are up for it. He is he should not be seen in those kind of matches. He should agree. Um, we saw where Eddie's best at home against mid-table, lower mid-table relegation fodder. That mm-hmm. that that is him. When Arsenal's going to have a lot of the ball, Arsenal's going to create a lot of chances. Um, that's where Eddie thrives. It's clearly not at home, as you were saying before. What's this? 19, 19 away, matches away. now away. Yeah. No goals. Isn't that enough evidence to say that this doesn't yeah. work? Half a season. More than enough evidence to say that this doesn't work. Um, this is why I'm screaming out for Havertz. There is no shame in in 
and I can't even believe I'm saying that. Yes, yeah, such a scream. <laughs> but there's no, there's no shame because I mean Trossard should be who we're saying, but Trossard mm. starting games this season at least has been poor. Yeah, he's been poor. He came off the bench today, was delivering some corners that were all trash. Oh, oh. Like, it's not Trossard this season at least. This is the typical. We got the big man, six foot, whatever he is. You know, mm. he can hold the ball up. He can bring the ball down. He can bring others into play. Let him do it. Like, mm. leave that to him and then play a more skilled midfield or a more combative midfield that can play around him, whatever the case is. Like, mm. it's it's beyond me. We, this this uh, Arteta obviously likes Eddie and Ketia. Um, I like Eddie and Ketia, but I'm not foolish to yes, he's or you can he, he can probably come out and say, Yeah, that's my only fit strike, or whatever the case is. Mm. Right then, we have to try something else because this doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't matter what way you try to slice it, mate. It it doesn't work. There's enough yeah. evidence to show that this don't work. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much longer we're gonna persist with this Eddie stuff um away from home. When there's other options, at least if it's Trossard, I can say at least he tried something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie, like I said, whether whether we like it or not, whether he likes it or not, I would expect Arsenal to be in the in the market for a striker in the summer. They have to be. They absolutely have to be. And I think, I think it's because we, we spent so much money. I still feel like we're still in a a building stage. Granted, we should be kind of not saying nearing the end, but kind of putting the final pieces together. But it feels like we still have some work to do. Um, and yeah, that kind of leads me quite well into um, the attack, though, in terms of the wings. I mean, I'm not really going to focus a lot on Martinelli because I think he's been good generally since he's come back from injury. Um, he had an off game today, in my opinion. I felt he was still trying. He was still trying to go down the byline, still trying to make things happen. But our star boy has, his star has been, oh, let me not even say it. God forbid. <laughs> but he's just, it's just not what we're used to. He's trying to cut in and shoot. It's not getting on target. He's not beating men. He's not impacting the game. And even now it's like, he's not having those star moments now where he was having bad games, but maybe popping up in one or two moments and just doing something spectacular. But today, nothing again. And we need we need a response team. We need someone who can say, yo, okay, if he's having a bad day at time, I'm ready. And I keep thinking again about this Musa Diaby that's chilling at, at Villa, who we were talking about, who looks like a player. He looks like he could challenge for Saka's place. You know, not... Diaby, Mohamed Kudus, all the same players we've mentioned already. Doku. Uh, Doku. These, all the same players we've mentioned already that could have mm. filled this position. Let, let's get one thing clear, yeah? Yeah. Saka is allowed to have an off period. Of course. After all, he's a young player. And this is often why we can't come out and say someone that is 20, 21, 22 years old is world class. Mm. how can they do it every single week like yes they can sometimes over a stretch we've pointed out for a long period at the beginning of the season where he was still getting assists and goals assists and goals and he still wasn't playing well mm. but he is bound to fall off a cliff especially how often he's played how he's running to the ground expectation on his shoulder from Arsenal to England from Arsenal to England like he is allowed to have this off period. And again, you talked about Arteta and player management. This is where the coach says, pretty much like how he's done with Odegaard, whether that's what's happened or not, you know, right, you need to sit down, take five minutes, you know, rest, chill out, come back fresher, whatever. I'm going to play Musa Diaby. I'm going to play Mohamed Kudus. I'm going to play Doku. Or I'm going to play 100 grand a week, Reese Nelson, that we renewed in the summer. Like, what? This is your job at this point. You know he's going to go down at some point. And if you don't know it for sure, you have to plan for it. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't planned for it, egg is on your face. Egg is on your face. Like, I did. 
Arteta has done so much good for this club, but there is so much that we can just see is it's just still not there. He's still learning. He's still developing. Mm. Doku, for one, obviously has come <coughs> in as a um, a Mares replacement, I believe, at Man City, and he doesn't start so much. Mm. I believe he started today. And done an absolute madness against absolute madness, bro. I think it was <laughs> like, four assists and a goal. <laughs> like an absolute madness and a six-one win, four assists and a goal. Like again, we could say this is similar to the Inketia argument, maybe just because of the, the opposition. That's why he mm. done. But these are the level of players you need as the backups at your team. You see what I mean? That can still challenge, they're still good enough to challenge, but they're still raw still getting used to it all mm. like we can't be scared to drop Saka because there's no one else why did you give Reese Nelson 100 grand why are we why are we keeping Reese Nelson at the club if that's the case like Un- unused sub today I just wanted to add please continue yeah yeah it's 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 bollocks bruv I'm sorry there, there's no other way to say it like it's <sighs> these guys like I keep saying are gonna go out of form like they're allowed to do that from time to time. How we then manage it is on the manager, and he's not managing it. He's not managing it. I mean, do you think Kudus wouldn't be happy to come and sit on Arsenal's bench? I think you know, Doku, where is he coming from? Like one French team, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Bro, these are gonna be hungry players ready to just make an impact on one of the biggest clubs in the world. And I, I like Rich Nelson, but Arteta said on, I think, one or two occasions about him not being used as much and talking about his fitness in fucking October. I just, I, I don't know what's going on there, you know? And before I kind of talk about the last thing and then we'll do player ratings, I've just been realising, bro, I think in terms of, you know what our team needs in the, in the squad mm. past like the first 11 or 12 players? maybe 13, is physicality. We're bringing on Fabio Vieira. We've got Jorginho. Maybe you'll leave Mo Nenny on like a 50-50. You've got Smith Rose crocked. Reese Nelson. You're not able to, when you need these players, they're not coming on and they're not able to exert any sort of dominance. And then even when you're thinking, all right, get on the ball and do the technical stuff, they're not doing it to the level we need. And I think that's the next stage of player we need to look at, is that we can't go for anyone less than 5'11 or 5'10 unless they're stocky, unless they're looking like a Dama Traore or even Doku. We have got to get some physicality in this team because once, like, now that party's down, even Smithrow, who is quite rangy, um, I think he's like six foot or 5'11-ish, but, you know, if Rice wasn't there today, we'll go, we'll get him El Nenny on and, you know, we, we've exhausted our midfield options. You know, maybe Zinchenko comes in as an emergency, but again, he's not he's not the, 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 the biggest. I just think we're lacking a lot of physicality somehow. And I know we've added, we've got Saliba, we've got Gabriel, maybe even Kivio, you know, we've done okay there. You've got Tommy who's big, but we still need to get more of these sort of, physical but technical players at the same time who can help us flesh out the squad who at the very least are not going to get run past. They're not going to get out-muscled very easily. Um, Yeah, it's just, I'm just worried now because again, we're looking at Saka now and we're playing him into the ground and you won't play Reese Nelson. And he's just, again, he's. You, I don't even know if we're going to be able to play him out of form. I don't know if anyone saw or if yourself, but towards the end of the game, he was at like left back or playing on the left side and Vieira went to the right-hand side. And he looked like he was like skipping to run. I don't know again, Saka. He wasn't running properly. Like towards the end of the game, he just he wasn't moving properly. And I was thinking, is this guy injured again? And again, with all these injuries, like what? I just I just don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, what I will say anyway to kind of round up this whole thing is. We've been speaking about performance from the beginning of the season and we said that with the introduction of a, quite a few players that things will take a while to click. We've now entered November and I can maybe count maybe five at the top top of my head, maybe five 
performances where I've said, yep, you know what, we played really well. And outside of that, we've gotten results um, and we played well in spells or, you know, had moments of brilliance. But this is not me saying that we need to bring back the way we played it last year because clearly that got found out. And to an extent, it's maybe being found out this season. But I am now beginning to have a couple more doubts in my head about our actual level this season because our performances have just not been that good. What do you think, bro? Yeah, we, we haven't we haven't got out of um the first gear yet. And just on the basis of how last season, you know, we, we came out flying to an extent. Um and we obviously all got overexcited and thought something was gonna happen when it was a long, long season still to go. So I haven't minded where things haven't quite clicked, but we're still getting results this season. But there's been alarming situations. RC Lons, alarming situation. Um, how we played against Tottenham in parts, alarming situation. To today, West Ham on Wednesday. You know, it's we we are not playing to we're not convincing. And then it's like we win one draw one, win one, lose one in another competition. Like, now it's two games without a win. And we've got Sevilla at Emirates on Wednesday. Won't yeah. be easy. But these men need to now come out and, you know, give their all. And even if we do get a win against Sevilla at home, who we got on the weekend? We, 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 we might mess up to them, whoever that is. Yeah. Like... There's just no level of consistency. When did we last win two games on the bounce? I'd have to check the fixtures, bro. The fact you say you have to check that, then yeah, it's 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 a bit telling. Like, yeah, the performances have been subpar. We've been getting away with it and sweeping it under the carpet because we've still been getting results now. It's time to look at this. And it's not emergency at the same time because we know Newcastle mm. are a very good club, playing some good football. Um, they've got a feisty, they've got a little bit of edge on them. All that stuff that, you know, the Bruno Gamareshes and uh, Joe Lintons and stuff we're doing today. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you want your players to do that and stick it on them. So I'm all up for a bit of tussle and all of that kind of stuff. But then if my players aren't doing that back, that's the issue. That's the problem. So, yeah. yeah, I can't even call out, you know, them, man. They play to the whistle with their goal. They play to the whistle. They play to the rules um, to an extent. If the rules, if if the VAR and stuff that we put our faith into don't pull them up, then they get a goal, in it. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. just that. So, but we need to create our own opportunities to then grab some luck to see if we get some luck in those same kind of situations. And we 100%. just didn't have much of anything today. 100%. I mean, I just, um, yeah, I mean, the result again, because you think it's the first time we've lost in the Prem, you know, we lost one in the Champions League and we lost obviously in the EFL, you know, three losses at this stage isn't bad. But, you know, I just, again, I look at the overall performances of some of these games and I just, I worry that where before it felt like we were cooking, you know, and we're starting to simmer. And we want our performances to start to improve gradually over the season. So when it comes February, March, April, May, we're on the money. But at the end, of, at the same time, when you've got a big game like today, it doesn't matter now about simmering. You've got to start boiling. You've got to, you've got to be on the money. And today, as a as a whole, despite the ref and VAR and Bruno coming to do UFC, like. We didn't we didn't have enough unfortunately um and i thought we were good enough for a draw but the premier league there's no easy games there's no you you don't get no promises there's no there's nothing you can do if it if it goes your if it doesn't go your way that day you just gotta lick your wounds and and go again and we go again like you said we got Sevilla midweek and that has to be a win we need to get we need like when you start losing back to back the most important thing is getting the win anyway, anyhow. And yeah. that's what we need right now. So, but um, yeah, let's get into the player ratings. Um, our time is fast spent. So let's see how we get along. And then maybe we'll double up some of the 
ratings. Um, but yeah, we'll just see how we go. So, Don't worry, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here at all. <laughs> all right, today, this today, you know, let's just let's just start. Okay, um, let's see. I can't remember the last time. I'm just gonna let you kick off with David Raya. David Raya. <laughs> David Raya. Five. I mean, it wasn't anything anything great. I would have said six at best if it ended nil-nil, but five. That the error. I, I like I, I can't wait to go on socials after this and just see what people are saying because yeah, you cannot come for a ball and not get it in the Premier League. Like criminal. You you have put off put us in this position because then ultimately a man was left with a tapping, rightly or wrongly, ball in mm. out. Jodinton foul or not, whatever you have, you've allowed all of this to, to even be a conversation. So, mm. five, David Raya. Yeah, I think I'll go over five. I was going to go four, but outside of, I just, I just can't understand getting caught under the ball numerous times in the game. You know, stay on your toes, don't commit yet. See where the ball's going. You know, and then. I can understand. Maybe he's a bit rattled. He's thinking the ball's gone out. But you know at this level, you even know at Sunday League, you play to the whistle. You keep your head on. Composure. Maybe that's the reason why he's flapping at this one. It's not good enough. I mean, outside of that, he didn't actually have much to do again, you know. But when it matters, like how you want your keepers, when it matters, when when action does come, you need your head on. And he didn't. So I'm going to be a little bit kind and just give him the five. Um, Benjamin White I'm going to go for a I'm going to go six I thought he was alright um, I don't think he had any issues but I don't think anything spectacular today um, no nothing that I can think that oh, you know, he didn't come to fight he was there um, no issues really per se I thought largely the defence was okay but we lost so six for Ben White Yeah, um, I will say for Ben White, six, just uneventful, nothing, nothing more. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can you can go on. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back here. Yeah. Okay, um, no worries. Okay. Um, so yeah, what? Well, I'm just gonna fly through some of the defenders then. Um, so oh, let me just move this way then. Uh, yeah, so we will. Uh, Mex is going to do a little something. I'm flying solo up top, <laughs> lone striker. Um, yeah, so where was I? Gabriel. Gabriel, I'm going to give him a seven. I know people will say he kind of made a mistake with the um, maybe trying to stoop to kind of flick the ball out. Yeah, I agree. He probably should have gone for more of like a direct header and potentially that way could have cleared the ball. But a foul is a foul. You can make a mistake and you can be like, you know, you've heard how many times you hear the commentators say, oh, he's giving him a get out of jail free card for that. Oh, if he had just X, Y, Z, he would have been in or, you know, so it's still a foul in my opinion. So I thought outside of that, Gabriel was very good. So I'm giving him a seven. And similar with his partner, Saliba, probably, not probably, the best defender today, as he normally is, very cool, calm and composed. Didn't really put a foot wrong. Unfortunately, um, things just didn't go our way, but felt that he was he was really good. Again, um, again, just re-signing of the season, um, showing himself again. Um, Tomiyasu, yeah, Tommy again, just very solid. I, I really feel for the defence today. I really do. I just feel like they they didn't, they didn't really put many foot, foots wrong today. I don't think they really gave the Newcastle attackers a sniff. Um, and yeah, it's a shame that their hard work wasn't rewarded. So I'll give Tommy a six as well. I'll give him a six. Um, so if we go to the midfield, Jorginho, he's going to hold a six as well. Um, he's going to hold a six. I just feel like he was very just average. But again, his his mobility in midfield is just his biggest downfall. He just cannot move. And right now, in terms of his ability to kind of control the game and to move the ball, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that quality as high as I would like it 
unfortunately. Um, I don't, I'm not as on down on Jorginho as most people, but he's just not doing it at the moment. And again, this is what happens when your squad players keep playing more games. And then you, again, you look back to Arteta and think you needed a squad player, you needed a backup. Why not get someone young and hungry to come and do that? You know, you went to kind of get someone, maybe he was thinking this person can help us see over the line for the uh, title chase last season. But what about the season after and the season after? But yeah, six for Jorginho. Um, I'm giving Rice a seven. Again, he's everywhere. Um, I do think there were some areas where I think decision-making could have been better when in the attacking third. But I think, again, not really part of his game, but um, he's just everywhere. Action man, dynamic, um, full of action. I just think he was he was amazing. So yeah, um, seven for Declan Rice. Havertz, I know I spoke about him doing actually quite well today, generally in terms of his energy, um, in terms of his, um, what can I say, his um, overall play, putting himself about, rattling the Newcastle players and fans. It was really good to see at least. So he kind of gets a bit more of a go. We can kind of see what more he can bring. But at 65 million, it's just... It's not what we what we ordered, but I'll give him a six. Um, it could have been a seven, maybe had he done like a, a bit more key moments. But generally, I thought he was he wasn't that bad today. So six for him. Uh, going up top, let's start with Saka. Saka, Saka, Saka. He didn't really do anything wrong. I'm going to give him a six. He didn't do anything wrong, but he just wasn't. He wasn't a difference maker. He wasn't, uh, you know, for many games now, he's just been a bit on the fringes. And for all he's done for us, you know, he's he's entitled to a a, a period of time where he's going to slump a little bit. But, you know, it's again, it's just no one else has been able to step up, unfortunately, today anyway. Um, and this is where you feel like, you know, you need someone else to come in and, do a job to give him a rest and also to kind of bring that hunger back in um, is not to question that from him, but generally there's ways to get different levels of motivation and inspiration. And I think having an understudy or someone who could come in and potentially even start ahead of him would be a good way of doing that. So six for Bakayo. Similarly for Martinelli, six. Um, I just, what I do love about, Martinelli is that he's a tree wall, he's fearless. He'll continue to go and try and continue to try and make things happen for the team. Unfortunately, came up short. Um, that Liveramento did pretty well against him. Um, just wasn't enough today, but I can't fault him for for his efforts, um, which he always brings as a, as a very minimum. Eddie, Eddie's getting a five. I mean, I might even go as low as a four. I think I'm going to go as a four. Yep, I'm going four. I've decided I'm going for he was a non-entity today if someone has a moment where he did something outside of you know passing it to someone please please let me know because he just wasn't involved today and it was similar against West Ham just you know for hat-trick and he's like he's used all these powers and he's got to recharge and reboot he's got to go hyperbolic time chamber or something he's just not nothing um and yeah I think that's on Arteta because I think Havert should have started up top but we move um, quickly in terms of the bench. Uh, who came on first? Zinchenko came on first. Um, I thought Zinchenko was all right. I think he tried to make things happen. I'll give him a six. Um, but obviously not enough, unfortunately. But Zinchenko, you know, I think there's going to have to come a time when we just stick him in midfield because defensively, he's just not it. Um, but at least in midfield, he gets the cover. And, you know, I think if Timber, when Timber comes back, I think that's maybe a conversation that might be had or should be had about just moving him interior permanently and letting the players who have got that more defensive acumen shine in that position. But, um, yeah, six for Sinchenko. Uh, lastly, I'll do these two together because they came on together. Fabio Vieira, um, I'm going to give him a five. Um I know it's a bit harsh, 10 minutes, and, well, maybe 18 minutes because we had eight minutes at a time. But power throw is just, it's just a non-starter for me. It's just a non-starter. 
you know, and again, there was a chance. I think the ball, Saka maybe played it to him and he's got to just one touch it to Rice, if I'm not mistaken, or Havertz, and he just plays it in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, just, I just don't know. I, I really do like the player, but as I was saying before previously about the physicality and if you're not going to be physical, you've got to exert your technical dominance on people. And he just doesn't do that as regularly for me. And I was listening to other podcasts earlier in the week and was kind of a bit saddened by how down people are on Fabio Vieira, but I'm one of them today, unfortunately. Um, and lastly, Trossard, I'll give him a five, six, uh, I'll give him a five. Um, oh yeah, I'm definitely giving him a five. Three corners in a row, not beating the first man, it's just not good enough at this level. I just don't understand it. I know maybe you're trying to hit a spot, but if the first time you've hit the front man, then you've got to put more power. You, you, you've just, it should be one of those things where you're like, ah, oh, at the very least, I've got to beat the first man. So even if it goes too far, you know, not saying out for a flipping goal kick or, or throwing, but you've got to just think, all right, let me put some more power. Let me do something different because not beating the first man is just unacceptable. It's a non-starter. Um, but yeah, uh, five for Trossard. And Arteta today, I don't think I can give him higher than a five or six, be decisive, Paul. I'm going to give him a five. Um, mainly because, as I said earlier in the episode, we just... We can't be affording to be resting players and nothing happening. Um, we haven't won a trophy in a while. We need to win a trophy. And he's kind of thrown that EFL game. No, maybe not thrown. There was enough quality to win. But you've got to think, if this was, if we were playing Ipswich or we were playing Port Vale or Middlesbrough and we went with that squad, that should be enough to get it done. But we're going to West Ham. They played a strong team. I'm not saying he's seen the team before, but you have to, you have to get some silverware this season, in my opinion. And yeah, to do that now, to then go to Newcastle after a loss and to not win. And again, to question the lineup, Jorginho in there, not playing Havertz up top. I just think overall, Arteta has got to take a lot of blame for his actions this week. And yo, Mex is back. We're back to two up top. Um, yeah, I I've just finished basically giving my reasoning for why Arteta is getting a, a five for me today. Um, I think just not, you know, Havert should have started. I think El Elneny should have started in the midfield, similar to last week, to last week. And you can't, maybe I wouldn't say throw the EFL because there was a lot of quality there, but we were playing West Ham. It was a London derby. Um, if it was against Middlesbrough or Ipswich, I would have understood and said we had enough quality on the pitch that day, but we didn't. And now we, what we sacrificed in losing a potential trophy, especially with, especially with only Liverpool being the the main challenge there, you know, I'm not I'm not happy with that management and I'm not happy with today's game management as well. It just it's just not it's not good enough. And yeah, so Arteta gets a five. Um I've kind of flown through the ratings. Um who did you give only... the highest score to? The highest score was Libra and Gabriel. I gave them sevens. I gave Fair. them sevens. Yeah. So that that was it. Um, is there anyone you want to jump in on quickly and give a rating or anyone you want to speak on specifically? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think our defence, like we were saying, where they worked very hard. Um, mm. So they probably would have got the highest of scores, probably still mm. sixes and sevens. Yeah. But they worked very hard. They didn't deserve that cruel way to go out. Some will turn around and maybe blame Gabriel for his choice of wanting to flick it mm. back and stuff. I think it's just one of those things. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. A lot has happened in that build-up play, namely mm. a ball out of play and Raya um, before we can start blaming Gabriel. So, yeah, the defence, their hard work was undone. But, you know, the defence can only do their bit. Um, anyone anyone you keep a clean sheet you've got a chance of winning a game mm. and if we don't then go up the other end and create opportunities for our strikers and creative players and attacking players sorry to score goals then yeah nil nil is is not something you want to hang your hat on so 
yeah, we didn't do enough to win the game. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we deserve to lose? Probably. Maybe not the way we did, but um, yeah, it's it's not good enough for a team that is supposed to be going to the, you know, chasing down the title, going to the end of the season, looking for runners. So we need to do better, man. I know it's Newcastle. I know they they were in and around last season, but um, at the very least, I'm sure the majority of our fan base would have taken a draw before this game. Maybe that's what was it was destined to be without this controversial goal. But like I say, you create the chances, you never know. And they created a chance and they've got lucky. So yeah. Well, um, I think we're we're coming towards the end. I'll just say um my last little piece. Um the next two games before we go on international break again. We've got Sevilla on Wednesday under the lights at home. I think if we win that. We can st- and other results go our way. We can start to really tie that. Uh, we can tie up that uh, that group and maybe start to rest some players, maybe for the last game, depending on what happens with PSV versus Lons. Um, so that needs to be a win because we've got two losses in a row now, and we've got Burnley at home Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. We absolutely have to put them to the sword, and so we can at least forget about this, and we'll just see how the rest of the chips lay. Um, and we go again, but we really need to pick up some form overall. You know, I know it's only the first loss, but I looked at the tie to title the table today, and if um, if Villa and Liverpool win this weekend, you know they go above us, and we'll be in fifth. And if Tottenham win against Chelsea tomorrow, they go five points ahead of us. City are already three points ahead of us and their big win has put their goal difference quite high up. So we could be fifth at the end of this and all of a sudden we're, we're in a little bit of a scrap with Newcastle um, breathing down our necks a little bit and we're out of the top four. So we, we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up and start putting together a run of form because we know our Novembers are typically terrible and December's just going to be busier. So Arsenal, it's time to wake up. Next. Yeah, um, that's that's you know you've hit the nail on the head there. Where we're about to go into a running in the next few weeks, especially outside of this um, international break. So time to book up on ideas, man. And I hope mm-hmm. you know part of the 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 prep and stuff going into the next few weeks is Edu and Arteta sitting down and thinking we've made. We've made a mistake here in the window. Um, you know, it's not all lost with Havertz. Like I said, there is the opportunity to repurpose him, mm. um, even if it is as a second choice, second rate, ball in the box, striker sort of thing. I think that's an opportunity there. So, But we haven't yet got the player in midfield that we need. And like I said, we're here looking at um, other potential players that could be leaving in the summer in midfield. I, I, I personally as well, I, I was thinking this today when I was watching the match, I yeah. think it's time we, we start deploying Zinchenko in there because Tomiyasu is clearly doing some good stuff. Yeah, he's back in the team. He's starting important games. Zinchenko, not so much. Mm. We're light in midfield right now. It, that's another thing that we could, we might as well try at this point. Yeah. Uh, then I know it leaves us a bit light in fullback positions, but... You know, Ben White can play 90. Tommy can play 90. Barring, barring injury, these two are capable of holding down those positions. Why not try Zinchenko in the middle as well? Bro, I, like, we're in sync. Because while while I was um up top by myself, I was just saying that, you know, once Timber comes back, I think there's a conversation to be had about uh, Zinchenko playing interior more, more consistently. You know, because once he's back, and if one's playing... Hopefully White stays um, injury-free. And obviously, it's not like once you put Zinchenko in midfield, he can't come back and play left-back if need be. You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll have the legs by then. So if White goes down or Tommy goes down, all right, throw Zinchenko back there. And then whoever goes on the right and when Timber's back as well. So I just think, you know, defensively, he's just not it. But again, I thought he did quite well when he came on in terms of um, trying to get us forward. And he's great going forward. So let's just maybe get him focusing on that more especially with our left date problem at the moment. But yeah, let's put a pin in that. 
I I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better just in terms of getting it out of the system. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to see everywhere for the whole weekend that we lost 1-0 and Man United won today and City won and Liverpool have got Luton. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good, bruv. So <laughs> yeah. we move, though. We move. That's all we can do. Um, three points on Wednesday. Um, who did you say our game is on the weekend? Uh, Burnley at home. Got to be three points. Got to be <laughs> man. Yeah. Got to be three points. Let me just say that much. Um, and then at least we know we can, going into the international break again, reassess stuff. And then yeah. once we're out of the international break, same way he done Ramsdale, take right out the squad. Like, just take him out. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We have been the Cannon Club as usual. Please, 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 five-star reviews on your streaming platforms. That's Apple, uh, Google, Facebook, Flipid. Uh, so did I say Spotify? I didn't say Spotify. Spotify, make sure you look us up. Cannon Club live on all your socials. More digestible chunks. I can't even say it. Digestible chunks. Uh-huh. YouTube. Um, we're switching up the style a little bit, so hopefully you're still rocking with us. Um, but yeah, um, our first loss in the Prem, it's not bad to say that. 4th of November, the circumstances are horrid, but that's football for you. you, you sometimes you love it, sometimes you hate it. And today, we're hating it a lot. But um, appreciate you for rocking with us, guys. Peace. Oi, look at our tennis squad. We just got on a pitch and we say it off. I used to just want to get top four, but we're up now when I want a lot more. If we quit now, it was all for nothing. They talk big, but we call them bluffing. We can call no more discussion. This season's all or nothing. Bukayo, that's our boy. I told you that Saka's a star boy. Tech time, could we come in?